today on Growth Mindset University. I think a lot of people when they go into college kind of go into college not having any clue what they want and they get influenced like by their counselors and their teachers and, and their parents and their family and stuff like that. You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. All right, my guest today is Kevin David. Kevin is a seven-figure CEO and an e-commerce coach to thousands of students that left their nine-to-five jobs behind them. He's got like 910,000 subscribers on YouTube. I've known about this guy for a while, and now we are connecting for the second ever live edition of Growth Mindset University. The episode will be out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere, the normal places to get Growth Mindset University a couple months from now, but I wanted to experiment since everyone's on quarantine right now, and do this one uh, live. We haven't done one since James Altucher back in May of uh, of uh, 2019, and of course that was in you know it was in person in studio. You know had a like an actual live audience, but this is this is cool too. So Kevin David, welcome What's to up, the man? show, man. This is the quarantine live audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. This, this is going to be a fun one. People can find you. At officialkevindavid.com. I want to make sure people can find you when they hear something, get curious today. And at Kevin David on Instagram. Just look up Kevin David on YouTube and you know, you're not very difficult to find. So <laughs> I got I gotta ask you, man. Well, first of all, I'm excited to like finally do this. I know we've 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 tried to do this two other times and you know, haven't having technical difficulties, but finally yeah. we're making this work. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you, you got 190,000 followers on Instagram. You follow zero. Why, <laughs> why do you follow zero? You don't, do you, you can't even follow your friends? <laughs> no. So, so it's for a couple of reasons, right? Like I, I have a hard time. I don't know if you're a Reddit user, but there's a, there's a subreddit called no surf. Um, and so I, I have a struggle with something that I struggle with personally is social media, like social media addiction, like using my phone too often. Me too. Um, and so what I found was if, if, if Instagram was less entertaining, right, by not following anyone and having no content to look at, I used it less. And so now I literally only use it for business because the only pictures of my feed are of me and those aren't particularly interesting to me. And so I unfollowed everyone on all social media. Um, and so I, I use it a lot less now. Does it ever cause like any any rift? Is it like you, you, know, you unfollow some, some people that are close to you? Like, dude, like what? Like, come on, bro. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I had grown men being like, yo, bro, like, are we good? Like you unfollowed mm. me. I was like, Dude, it's an app. Like, <laughs> It's funny how, uh, you know, like, like how people interpret like, oh, this person unfollowed me. Like, like, like we're not cool. And, and honestly, like I'm kind of guilty. I can be guilty of it sometimes. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. You're like, bro, we good? <laughs> but but you assure them like uh we're, we're good man you and you explain to them why yeah yeah no i mean it, it's it's literally just like a me thing like i, I just you know it, it was getting to the point where i was using it too much and i could like tell that i was not being productive and so i just you know out of sight out of mind type thing sure 
So on your uh, on your podcast cover, um, the like the album art, uh, so to say, is that a Lamborghini? For for my podcast, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I need to change that. <laughs> is, is that is that yours? It is. Yeah. Really? So when did you get that? I got that on my birthday of uh, uh, the year before last. So my 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 thirtieth birthday was this 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 year, and uh, the year before that, um, I got it for myself as a little present, I guess. So twenty ninth birthday buys himself a, a a Lamborghini. Is that like something you knew that you were gonna do? No, not not really. I mean, like, I didn't even know what a Lamborghini was like three years ago. I mean, I like probably would have recognized the brand, but like, I didn't understand kind of like what it was. But when I when I was growing up, like, I grew up in a small town, and um, there was a car. It was a red Corvette, and the I'll never forget the license plate. It said "Not Yours," and it was like the only nice car in my whole city because I lived in a small city in Oregon. Um, and I remember thinking, like, "Wow, that's so beautiful," and like everyone looked like it was just like magical to me at that time. Um, and I just remember thinking like, I gotta have one. Um, and that was kind of like my, my moment that I had been like waiting for since I was a little kid in certain ways. Um, but I mean, you know, cars aren't everything. They're not that important to be honest, but it is, it is a, uh, interesting feeling hearing the engine and like feeling the power of that type of machine. Yeah. How how does it make you feel? It feels good (laughs) for sure. I mean, it's, it's so loud and it's so fast. Um, and just like, you know, for better or worse, the attention that it brings is, is, um, interesting too. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't like admit that, but I think most people who have one get it for a specific reason. I mean, Mm. now, nowadays, you know, now that I'm older and wiser (laughs) for a year, uh, (laughs) I I generally don't use it like almost at all. I I use mainly like my, uh, scooter and like my bike. Cause I just like, I find it more, you know, I find it better. Uh, I'm probably the only person in the world that has a Lamborghini and a moped in the garage and uses the moped like 99.9%. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, you know, I got a, a couple of months ago, I got like, uh, in November, I got a 2019, uh, fully loaded high performance package, you know, the high performance brakes, high performance engine, uh, you know, Mustang. And it was, you know, it was 2019, 2019 yeah. Mustang. And, Man, that makes me feel like euphoric still every time I drive it. So I can only imagine, you know, and, and I, I people are going to think we're being so superficial here, but like it does, you know, it definitely does make you feel good. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, like I walk away, you know, I walk away from it and I'm not like walking around with like, like, you know, trying to like brag about it. Like it, I, don't, I don't carry it like really into the rest of my life. It's just, it's like a fun experience that adds to your life in the moments that you you drive it i don't know yeah i mean the thing is like if it makes you happy it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks right and that's the same thing with with everything as long as you're not like hurting people or being immoral but it's like if it makes you happy then you should do it because like you know you life is short and you Mm got to find the things that you enjoy and you know mustangs are are beautiful uh amazing uh you know creations and machines and feats of you know human ingenuity and they should be appreciated yeah man so, you know, there's a question here from a listener, Kelvin. I answered a question from him, from him on my last podcast. Same guy. All right. What was the one one or two things that gave you the drive to do what you do now, creating, you know, having so much impact? But that kind of like that, I, we're going to answer that question. 
But now's the time, you know, we're talking about Lamborghini, uh, all this stuff, you know, 190,000 followers on Instagram, 910 on, on YouTube. Like, we're going to start to unravel this. Like, how did Kevin get here? Where where did he start? So, like, I guess, yeah, what was what, what, what was the drive? Because I know you were an accountant. And we're going to talk about that. Um, I mean, like, I think I get asked this question so often and it's a good question, but like, unfortunately, like the truthful answer is not particularly epic. Like I, I just had a, I had a job that I didn't like, um, particularly much, you know, I was an accountant and, you know, it was like a prestigious job. Um, and a, a bunch of other people applied for it, which is true. But like, once I got it, I was like, Oh gosh, is this it? Like, I don't, I don't feel special. I feel like I'm grind getting grinded to the core and un- underappreciated and undervalued. Um, and so once that was happening, I, I more or less reached a breaking point. There was a series of, of relatively uninteresting things that kind of broke me. Uh, um, and at that point I started Google searching how to make money online, um, literally. And, and so I found a couple of blogs, uh, niche pursuits was one of the first products I found by a guy named Spencer Hawes, which is like super old now. Spencer probably. Hawes basketball player. That's what I, that, that's, that's what, that's what I always thought too, but it's like, the same name, but it's not, it's not the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I was a, I'm a, I'm from Philadelphia. So that name definitely like stuck out to me. I don't yeah, think other no, people definitely. would know him, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I tried that. I, I made a, a website called top essential oils and tried to like monetize it all with Google AdSense. And then I made an iOS app that failed. And I tried to make a travel blog called eat sleep trek repeat because there was this super popular thing called nomadic mat and i was just kind of trying things that i was learning about online and learning from the failures but they all failed right and then you know luckily i found something that didn't uh for me which was amazon right so like i want to go back though you know why did you become an accountant in the first place did you, did you like go to college to you know with that intention <laughs> no definitely not i mean like uh, the account, I think a lot of people when they go into college kind of go into college not realizing what they want or like not having any clue what they want, and they get influenced like by their counselors and their teachers and and their parents and their family and stuff like that. And I was the same, right? Like my parents kind of told me, "Listen, Kev, like a lot of people are going and getting college degrees in like communications or anthropology, and then like working, you know, at Costco afterwards." And so I was like, well, I don't really want to go to college and get a degree where I can't get a job for sure after like a lot of hard work. And so one of the things that made sense to me was business. And then inside of business, the probably the most logical, most, you know, 100% guaranteed you're going to get a job is accounting. Um, and then I mixed that with my, you know, interest in technology. And I double majored in the, the business version of computer science, which is called business information systems. Um, and that would just kind of seemed logical to me at the time. Um, and I got a job very easily. Like I, you know, was promised and understood that I would. And then I realized that that job was, you know, not as special as it seemed originally. Right. And how did you realize that? I mean, I was just working like 80 hours a week, like waking up at like 630 in the morning, driving for 90 minutes to the Facebook campus, like, you know, 13 miles it took me 90 minutes to get to Facebook from where I lived, um, which is crazy. Miles, 90 minutes. 30, 13 miles, 90 minutes, stop and go the entire time. Um, and I was exhausted, right? Because I would wake up at 6.30. I would get there at 8 or 8.15 or whatever. I would work until 8 p.m. Or, or longer to try to avoid the traffic. And then I would drive you know, 40 minutes to the gym, go to the gym, get home at like 11.30 or whatever try to work on my own business for like two or three hours, go to sleep at like two or 3 a.m. and wake up at 6.30. I did that five days a week for 
for 90 days. Yeah. And, and so like you start trying to climb out of, you know, this, you, you kind of realize you need to change, you know, something needs to give, uh, uh, yeah. and, and what you mentioned, like you, you, you played around with like creating an app and yeah, just, I created you, an you app just experimented. <laughs> yeah. It was a, remember, do you remember the, uh, the app, uh, trivia crack? Oh yeah. I, I, my friend told me to download it and play it with him the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So trivia crack was super popular at the time. I mean, it still is, but it was like really popular at that time. Um, and I was like, damn, this is such a good idea. Um, and so I tried to make a quiz app about video games, like specifically, because video games are something that I liked and something I knew a lot about. Um, and I thought it was a great idea. It's actually still in my Google Drive, have like a thousand questions that I wrote from scratch, um, video game uh, trivia. Mm. <laughs> but other people didn't think it was as cool as I thought. <laughs> so that so that didn't work. And then what? And then, um, well, that was actually, the, I think the second thing I tried. The first thing I tried was, I tr- there was a niche website um, kind of like course that I took, which was how to rank sites in Google and monetize them using Google AdSense. So you, you would like take these words like frankincense essential oils, right? Which gets like a certain num- a number of Google searches a month um, and, you know, doesn't have like high quality results in the, in the results, uh, in the SERPs, the search engine results. Um, and then what you would do is you would put affiliate links to Amazon products about like those products in your articles that you wrote. And then if enough people actually clicked it and bought through your articles, then you would make money. Um, and I made like some money, but it was like not even close to worth it for how much time I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then you eventually get into like selling on Amazon yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the fourth thing I tried. The third thing was the travel blog. Cause I was like okay. really into traveling um, and that, you know, again, worked a little bit, like I was making like a hundred dollars from this stuff. Um, but not even close to how much time I put in. And then mm. the fourth thing I tried was Amazon. Yeah. So Am- Amazon, I bought everything off Amazon, like my, my toilet paper, my toothpaste, my food, like literally everything. And so I was like, I so believed in it. Um, and I learned about FBA that you could sell on Amazon by yourself. Like I, I always thought at the time that Amazon sold everything on Amazon. Right. Um, and this was years ago now, but, uh, and, and Amazon FBA is not, was not nearly as wildly popular as it is now. Uh, but I was like figuring this out. There was like one blog, there was nothing on YouTube, like how to sell on Amazon. And um, I was reading it. I was like, Oh, this makes so much sense. Um, and then I kind of tried to figure it all out on my own and eventually ended up ordering, uh, six products, putting them all in one shipping container to save money. I sent it via C, right? So my, my product price was just rock bottom. Um, and then once I started selling those products that I had invested in, um, you know, I was, I was making like literally within like the first couple of weeks, I was making more from Amazon than I was making at my job at Facebook. Yeah. Hmm. So like, I don't even know, I wouldn't even know where to start, start with selling on Amazon. Like, 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 what do you just, how, how does one list an item on, on Amazon? How did you, how'd you go about figuring that stuff out, Kevin? Well, like, honestly, the way that I figured it out was I, it, I was just Google searching how to make money online. And I was just reading through everything. And there was mm-hmm. like affiliate marketing, niche sites, apps, like all of this stuff. And I was just trying it all. <laughs> like, honestly, I was trying it, failing at it. And then when I saw this one, you know, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily like really believed that I was going to make it. I, I probably did believe that I was going to make a lot of money from the app. Like, I, I really believed that. But I didn't really think that the niche website or the travel blog was going to like blow up. But I really believed in Amazon. And I think like that, uh, that additional confidence and belief in Amazon, like made a big difference in how I approached it and, and things like that. Cause I just believed in Amazon. 
Sure. Um, and, and so I really believed in it and I went all in and I bet bigger than most people probably would have. Um, it was like my whole, my whole life savings and more um, on my first order. Uh, which was probably dumb in retrospect. What, how, what do you mean, bet your whole life savings? Like, like the product, co- like the cost of goods sold. Yeah, exactly. The inventory. Uh, what, what was the? Yeah, what was the, the product? Um, so it was a series of different products, and you know, so like most Amazon sellers don't tell this stuff, uh, but like it's been so long now that like I don't even care anymore. You sell um, forks. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it, it's like almost equally as funny. The f- one of the first brands that uh, that I put out was a uh, coffee mug and wine glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, what I realized was there was like a lot of, um, and, you know, there's, there's keyword research tools. There's tools that tell you like supply and demand and all these different things like software tools. Um, and so what I realized was there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of um, gifts for like moms and dads, but there wasn't anything for like uncles and aunts and sisters and stuff like that. And so I made coffee mugs with like little clever sayings and stuff like that for like those other large, but like still niche offers like uncle, aunt, sister, brother, rather than like the classic mom, dad. Um, and there was just a huge demand for it on Amazon because it didn't exist um, before I actually got on. Right. Okay. So like how, how does the, what do you like after Amazon? Like, like, is that, is that like your, your main thing? Like, like at, or at some point, like, do you pivot and, and do something else? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, it, it was again, like just, it kind of happened. Like, I, I don't think I had a master plan at all. It just happened to me. And mm. then I reacted to it. What, yeah. what happened was Amazon was going super well. I quit my job. Everything was good. Um, and then I went to Brazil because I, I love to travel and um, I was going to Carnival, which is like a big celebration there. I'm sure you know about. Um, and the day I landed, I was literally at um, I was at Christ the Redeemer, uh, literally under it, um, just looking up at it. So beautiful by myself in a country that didn't speak any English. And I get an email from Amazon saying your seller account is suspended. Oh, Jesus um, Christ! And that was my whole money, everything. Like I had nothing else uh, at that time. Um, and so I was like, Oh God. Um, and so I panic, like get on the call with like, I had one virtual assistant at the time. I, that was my only staff, like nothing else. And we're like panicking, trying to figure it all out. And what ended up happening, um, was our supplier who sold us an image, um, that we used in our product listing had also sold that image to someone else. And so we got hit with an IP claim. Um, and it took us like a month to sort it out with Amazon and it was just, you know, terrible back and forth. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Essentially what I realized was I can't rely on any single source of income, right? Like I can't allow a company to, to click a button and ruin my life. And so that's right. when I kind of started to look into, you know, personal branding and, and, you know, digital courses and software and all of these other things that I had seen other people do, but just, I didn't really have any like stimulus to pursue them before that happened. Right. And, you know, by extension too, like, you and I could get banned from Instagram or LinkedIn like like that, you know. Um, I know a lot of people that get banned from LinkedIn for seemingly, you know, just unknown reasons. It's a little a little weird. Um, so yeah. you do have to diversify a little bit for sure. So like Kevin, I think the the big thing today, you know, I really admire and a lot of people admire your path from you know the typical nine to five accountant to seven figure entrepreneur right yeah what would you say are like the 
you know, the big tips, if someone, someone wants to do that, they're not happy right now in what they're doing and they want to be, do, do similar. I was going to say be like Kevin, but they want to do similar at the, they should be their own person, but they want to do similar things to Kevin. You know, they want to be, they want to, they want to have their own thing going on, not dependent on a company. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't do that I think is really valuable is like people like you can hustle super hard and you can do all of that. And, but like a lot of people I know even personally are hustling and working so hard, but they don't even know what they actually want. So like mm-hmm. the first thing you have to identify is like what to you, cause it's different, right? Like everybody thinks it's the same. Everybody wants to be like rich and famous, but some people like meditating for 20 hours a day in like a temple in, you know, Nepal, like some people like living in like a small cottage, like in the, in the, in nature, like you have to figure out what you particularly like want, And like at yeah. the most microscopic level. And to me, you know, I wanted more than enough money. I like, I like going on, uh, you know, uh, being able to travel to Europe tomorrow and having it not matter at all. I like having you right. know, nice, nice houses and nice cars. Like those are things that make me personally happy. And I'm not saying it's like what makes everyone happy. I, I feel that I, it's like, you could, some people like guilt trip themselves and feel guilty about liking that stuff. But I, that stuff makes me happy too. Like it makes me feel good. I like the aesthetic. I like existing in that environment in like a nice home. Right. Um, yeah. It's not like a show for other people as many, as many would think. I think yeah, that's no, important I mean, to point out. Yeah. And, and I think maybe for some people it is, but for, but I would argue for, for a lot of people, it's not like they just enjoy it. I like, I like being in a nice environment. It makes me, it, it makes it easier to work. It makes me feel better. I like, you know, powerful, fast cars. It's, it's exhilarating. It's mm-hmm. fun. Like those things were just interesting to me. And so to be able to do that and be able to afford to, you know, fly to another country in the morning and have it not matter and never have anybody tell me what to do, I had to make a significant amount of money. Right. So I couldn't, if I wanted those things, I couldn't go be a teacher and be able to get them, right? So it it dictates what steps you have to take. And so the first step I would say for people who want to do something like that is identify what you actually want, right? And, and be really specific. Like I, I like the beach. Like I have a house in San Diego. Uh, I'm getting a house in Miami on May 1st. Like there's certain things that I really like. I like nightlife culture. I like, uh, you know, uh, international feel. I like Latin culture. Like there's very specific things. Um, and once I reverse engineered that, I realized that yeah. I had to have X, Y, Z. Reverse so engineer was the that, exact phrase I was thinking of too. It was like begin with the end in mind and, and reverse engineer it is essentially what you're saying. Exactly. And for people who don't know what they want, kind of a, a, a little, this is kind of a weird trick, but I've, I've told it to my students before. Think about who you're jealous of specifically, <laughs> and then think about why you're jealous of them. Like there were certain things that I was jealous about, like Dan Bilzerian, for example, like when I was right. seeing him with all these beautiful girls and this lifestyle traveling the world. Right. And I think a lot of people probably feel that, but wouldn't admit it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, somebody for me was Evan Spiegel also, which you may or may not know who that is, but I mean, he, he, you know, found oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he's young, he's young, attractive. He's married to a supermodel. He's a billionaire, really? right? Like, yeah, so I mean, you didn't know, know that detail. Yeah, he's married to he's, Miranda he's, Kerr. He's a, he's a stud. All right. Yeah, so I mean, you know, like he he has everything that you could ever conventionally want. He's he's famous for being, you know, uh, brilliant and founding a tech company. Like those are those are the things that I aspire to. And so to be able to do that, right? You know, I founded software companies. Um, you know, I I 
you know, have uh, the things that I want regarding relationships. Um, and, you know, I've worked hard for all of that stuff, but I know what I want because I've thought about it and I've written it down in the most mm. microscopic level. And then to be able to get that, right, normally you can like look at someone successful, see what they've done to become successful, and then reverse engineer how to actually get there. Love that. Funny comment here. Jay, Jay says, uh, LOL, just got banned on IG a few moments ago. That sucks. We were just talking about it. John, he says, hey, Jordan and Kevin, this is a great example of growth, overcoming obstacles. Still know who I am and what my passion is in life. You, you two clearly have discipline and grow every day. Good segment. It is a good segment, man. I'm glad we're talking about this and, and you know, we're giving the advice, you know, uh, begin with the end of mind, reverse engineer it. Um, I think it, and, and from there, uh, you know, like what, you know, you, you, you see that end in mind, you know, you have, you have that idea, that picture in your head. And then like, I don't know what I would do, Kevin is figure out, like I've done this before, write out like the five big moves, like the five steps, the five big steps that it's going to take to get that thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure. And, and. I think one thing that a lot of people struggle with and I did too is like shiny object syndrome, like going from thing to thing to thing and never doing any of them deep mm. enough to actually have any results. But like people also do that with like mentors, right? People will follow like me and you and Grant Cardone and Gary and they're like getting all of this information and it's like, it's kind of conflicting. Like for me, I found like the one person who had like done specifically what I want and I focused on everything that they were doing. Yeah. Like, how were they messaging their audience, their emails, their, their, you know, how they, their videos, like what they were spending their time doing. And then I kind of like reverse engineered and really yeah. that. There, there's so many variables too to take into account when you're taking advice from all these different people, like all the names you just mentioned. You have to consider that so that so much of the stuff that works for Gary Vee, all a lot of the advice that he's giving, it works for him like he's really big a lot like you can't you can't use like the same titles um you know if you have a thousand followers you can't use like the same titles on your videos as as gary v does like or, or it like it just it doesn't work you know there's different strategies for different people um you know different points in time that 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 this worked and now it doesn't and um you kind of i don't know i mean you you do you have to take people's advice i think with a grain of salt um, and figure and, and, and just start taking action yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's a, out. one of the most important things I learned is like not to listen to what anyone's saying, like look Ooh. at what they're doing. Right. Because like Grant Cardone or like, you know, Ty Lopez or whatever, like mm. he's selling you a course on something it doesn't necessarily mean he's doing it, but he's selling a course, right. Cause he's, he's figured out that that's the most profitable use of his time. Right. Not, not necessarily doing the thing. And so, you know, you want to look at what people are actually doing more so than right. what they're saying and then reverse engineer what they're doing. That's a great point, Kevin. And I think it's like a, a great point to transition into my final question. on. But before I do, I just want to say like, I appreciate you and I appreciate you being so willing to like work with me through the technical difficulties over the past two weeks. And uh, it, it's been fun, man. So thank you. It's, yeah, for sure, bro. It's, it's actually funny. I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld, but like there's an episode like with the soup Nazi. I feel like you're like the audience. Oh, Nazi. 
<laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> People have said that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it though. I need to like learn from you and like it, the perfect, I feel like the perfect podcast would be like a, a happy medium between me, like recording it like super ghetto on my phone and you being like ultimately prepared with all the like gadgets and like perfect everything. That that's funny, man. I mean, I think people are going to hear that a little bit because, like, I've got this, you know, big microphone right here, and now you and you have AirPods, and like, you know, it's yeah. people can understand us, but there's there's definitely going to be like a, a a like a like when I talk, there's definitely right now a little bit better of an audio quality than is on your end, and that's not to like degrade you, but I'm just saying like that's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about right now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, again, thank you, man. And, and my final question is uh, this is a question I ask everyone at the end. If you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? It could be college algebra or it could be something, whatever you want to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, like... Obviously I, not I, college I, algebra. I'm kidding. Uh, yes. I mean, I've had like, you know, tens of thousands of people come through my paid uh, courses at this point. Like, you know, I've reached millions of people for free across like a That's bunch amazing. of different platforms. Um, and what I've learned is it was actually counterintuitive to what I thought, because what helps me personally is the tactics, right? Like, like the Facebook ad trick. That's like what I, even still today, that's what I actually like, like and enjoy, enjoy learning. But that's because I have a mindset that is really well fit for being an entrepreneur. Like I have a, an incredibly high amount of confidence in myself and my own abilities um, you know, I'm naturally motivated because that's just like who I am. Like, I think, you know, it stems from a couple of things. But what I've realized is, you know, the car can't function without the engine. And like, the, what it all starts with your mind. And, and I know it sounds cliche and kind of annoying. But like, if it's so true, like, if you ask and look at any entrepreneur, right, because you think about it like this, like, if somebody asked me, Hey, Kevin, could you could you make a million dollars? Like, and, and I would say yes. And I would know for a 100% fact I have, I could because I've done it, right? I have the experience. But the problem is at the beginning when you haven't done it, you haven't had the results, you don't have that confidence, you don't have that experience. And so you have to almost have this, you know, unsubstantiated confidence in yourself um, to actually be able to do it, like the fake it till you make it mentality, if, if you will. And so what I would teach is mindset, right? Mm. How to have mm -hmm. the proper mindset, how to believe in yourself, how to, mm. how to, how to understand and realize that you deserve anything as much as anyone else. Um, that's what I would teach. Empowering. And it's really fitting for growth mindset university, Kevin, David, you're the man. Thank you very much at official Kevin, David on Instagram. Oh no, no. At Kevin, David. And then it's official Kevin, David.com is the website. At Kevin David on Instagram. Kevin, you're the man. Thank you. Appreciate it, bro. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.